everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Lattes with Lindsay, Season 3, Episode 4. It is such a beautiful day outside. I don't know if you guys are snow lovers, but I definitely am, and I am loving my view this morning. It is nothing but beauty and just pureness, um, if that's even a word. I just am so in love with it, and you know, I feel like it honestly inspired me to get on the podcast today and really open up and become more vulnerable about how I do my self-care and my self-growth because I think it's great when you hear other people's stories and feel motivated to continue with your own story and appreciating the things that you've accomplished and, you know, what self-care truly means to me. And, you know, for you guys, I appreciate all the feedback that you have been giving me on this podcast. It is really and truly kept me motivated to continue it. I, like I say, always, I can't believe we're on season three. You know, we've done so many episodes (laughs) with so many inspiring people. And that is something that I feel is a part of my self-care and self-growth journey that I feel like I'm supposed to be on. So today we're really going to get into becoming vulnerable and allowing yourself to forgive and not forget, but move forward. Um, Someone dear to me told me that, you know, when you're going through grief, for example, you know, you can't get past it. It's not something that you get past because, you know, it doesn't truly make sense. You can't really get past something if it's so much in your life currently, right? And, you know, they told me that you have to go through it. And I think that's so beautiful because I think it very much runs around the lines of self-care and self-growth because you can't go past <laughs> the start block. You know, you, you have to go through it. You have to endure all the challenges and, and trials that you have to go through to master who you are as an individual. And, you know, I talk to 70-year-olds, 80-year-olds, you know, 10-year-olds, everyone who is going through self-care is at all different levels of self-care. And I think the biggest thing that I find is important is that you take the time to truly appreciate where you are in life. And for me, for example, you know, I've tried to get through this Christmas uh, situation that we've been going through, not being able to see certain people or friends or you know, get together for barbecues. And I know that everyone is going through the same thing. And I really hope that you guys have found someone to have these conversations with and tell someone that you're not okay, because it is okay not to be okay. And to hide those feelings, even from yourself is really difficult. So, you know, like I said, the the first couple episodes of this season is just realizing what your network is like, or what your platform is for yourself to recover from whatever you're going through. And whether it's journaling, uh, you know, writing, working out, you know, talking to friends, cooking. You know, I know that a lot of people have done a lot of baking. I've had some conversations with some clients who all they've done is baking because that's all they know and want to do right now emotionally. And I totally respect that because... You know, I'm very grateful that a few of them dropped uh, some goodies off, and (laughs) I'm very happy that they have used that type of platform to, you know, really outsource how they're feeling. So one of the biggest things that I keep getting asked is, you know, what is my own self-care routine? And to be honest, mine has changed so many times uh, because I've, you know, as everyone else, I've truly learned who I am throughout my years. And, 
every day changes, you know. Um, the biggest things I love to do is, is wake up in the morning and do like a cleanser on my face, put lotion on, you know, floss my teeth, brush my teeth, sometimes do that like charcoal, that trend that happened like years ago with the charcoal. I still do that on my teeth. And, you know, start the day right with something that brings joy to me. So um, right now, you know, with the weather and all that kind of stuff, sometimes I like to start with a favorite TV show or that's like a half an hour, not like a long one. And, uh, you know, make a tea, get cozy, you know, kind of wake myself up that way. Sometimes it's music. Music can get the people going sometimes. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, currently what I have to fully admit with my self-care routine is that I used to work out every morning at 6 a.m. And uh, I used to go to the gym, and that's how I wake up. I either go for a swim, I go for a run, I do a workout class, one of those boot camp classes. And that was something that was me time. That was a source or an output of how I was feeling emotionally or if I was angry. That's such a good source for me to go to. Uh, to to really get out whatever I'm feeling at that time and and what better way to do it in the morning and get it out of the way for the rest of the day to enjoy whatever you need to do. Because I find the most common thing is that people always say that they're too busy to work out or take an hour for themselves. And, you know, I couldn't agree more. Uh, it's, uh, it's, It's hard sometimes. And... I think the first person you need to admit that to is yourself. And once you do, then you can go through it and, and try and push through whatever that that blockage is that you're going through. And, uh, you know, with COVID and all the gyms being closed now with our 28-day lockdown, it's just mentally tip, like difficult. And, you know, like I've said before, I'm not someone who likes to work out at home because I've created a cozy atmosphere. So... I am with everyone right now who really wants to work out and get into that routine that they're so used to again. And that is why I think my self-care routine is is shifted or changed or changes all the time because I really don't have a system right now that I, I can continuously do because everything is changing. So you know, I hope that answers the question for some people who have been asking me about self-care. You know, um, just try and figure out what works for you that day, what you're feeling. You know, like your your alarm, is it a, a song that really gets the people going? Do you get excited? Do you get hyped for the day? You know, start start with that first. And I think that has made a big change for me is, is I've been trying to meditate, which Ariel from our last uh, episode was talking about is you know, trying to find that time to meditate or find that space where you can get into to pretty much eject <laughs> any type of emotions that are whatever you feel. It doesn't have to be negative. It doesn't have to be sad. It can just be a thought. And just get it out there. Say it, release it, and then start your day. So that's some of the things that currently I'm doing for self-care is just trying to get into some habits somewhat uh, that I can do every morning that makes me feel good. So um, another thing that, uh, someone was asking me is, is what self-care means to me. And the reason why I decided to do this podcast in the first place is to inspire people, to motivate people, to help that one person get to their goal of whatever that is. And self-care means to me that you are putting yourself first, finally, and I know it sounds interesting, but it's it's 
something that I think so many people don't realize that they don't do. You know, um, healthcare professionals, I know we continuously talk about them because I respect them to the utmost for all the hard work that they've been doing right now. And I, it's, it's hard as a healthcare professional because we put everyone else first, you know, like when we're cooking, is it, is it something that, you know, your spouse or your, your boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever likes, or, you know, well, what do you want to do? Well, what do you want to do? It's very much, uh, you know, when you have that type of personality that is always giving, it's hard because you don't expect or want the need to receive back. But sometimes understanding that you can get that that giving and that loving back from yourself is huge. And that is something that for me personally, I am trying my hardest to push through and get through because I think I fully admit that I am someone who outsources from people. I get their energy from them. And and because I'm such a high, extremely high energetic person, I'm always happy. And sometimes when I have those low moments, I try and pull from every network I have of just something and when I should really be pulling from myself. So healthcare, uh, or sorry, self-care means to me that is an ongoing journey that, you know, can restart every minute. And I think that is, is it's a new beginning and self-care is, is something that is, is not popularly discussed. <laughs> and I hope that one day it will be because I think hopefully during this COVID that you have been doing a lot of self-care because it is needed for everyone, girls, boys, um, you know, women, men, the elderly, whoever it is, um, you know, there's no specific time that self-care starts like the adolescence this is when it starts no it can be any time because everybody needs self-love and self-care and self-growth just naturally happens so yes <laughs> that's the biggest thing so I appreciate the the people who have reached out and asked those questions and you know it, it's really it really means a lot so I appreciate you listening to the podcast and understanding you know the the depth of what it can be if you put work, if you put, you know, your hard work into it. So, you know, something that I've recently been doing as well is appreciating the things that I have uh, and my accomplishments that I've had since COVID. And because I find that a lot of people are saying, oh, I, I, I wish I could do this. I wish I could travel here. Oh, I would have been with this sports team this year, or, you know, I just signed to a brand new team or whatever it is. And I think, Right now, more than ever, you need to take a step back and understand that how much you have achieved already and just appreciate that right now because right now it is out of your control. You you can't change what's happening right now because we're all suffering through it worldwide. You know, this is not just an Ontario thing. It's not just a Barry thing. It's, it is worldwide. So you just have to be super patient and understanding that, you know, times hopefully will change. So... Um, you know, things that I've appreciated right now is looking back onto my favorite games. And that's a common question that I got from my students, as well as people when I was interviewing them is, is what has been my favorite games? And it's always so hard because I've happily been to so many games. Um, but my favorite has to be Israel Maccabia games, uh, you know, walking out on that stage in front of, you know, 40,000 fans, 
and athletes from all over the world. I think that was unbelievable. And if anyone has the chance to go to Israel, I would strongly recommend it. It is beautiful. It is gorgeous and peaceful and people are friendly and it's, oh my God, the food tastes so good. If you're a falafel person, you got to go because <laughs> they're like a dollar there and uh, it's amazing. <laughs> it's truly beautiful. So I'm just going to go through uh, some common questions that I'm, I'm continuously getting asked. So I thought that today on this self-reflection episode that we would kind of go through all these questions that people are asking. So uh, another question I had was, how long have I been a massage therapist? So I've been a massage therapist for, in January, it'll be six years, which is insane. I cannot believe that it's been six years. I, first and foremost, am so grateful for all of my clients because every single one of them are different and every single one of them have taught me something about my practice or my modalities or myself that I probably wouldn't have thought of. And I'm very, very grateful for all of them. So yes, it has been six amazing years as a massage therapist. And uh, I have luckily been able to gain a lot of other uh, certifications as well, like my certified sports nutritionist. You know, I have my personal training background. I have kinesiology and athletic taping background. I have concussion training. um, I think it's called concussion training specialist. Uh, It was just like a a couple day course (laughs) and, um, you know, so many more. I am very, very happy. I love education. I truly believe education is power. So please, if you're able to, you know, do courses that are online and and do some serious research on what you want to grow as as a therapist and really find your niche. So that is my timbit for the day. (laughs) Um, What makes you different from other therapists? So. I find that's a tough one because I find that everyone is, like I said, everyone has a niche. Everyone has a superpower, I call it. And mine, I find, is that I really connect with people. I find that I am able to be an approachable therapist and make people feel comfortable. I think that's something that I really take pride in as I try and make the the conversation, the environment, the treatment, the home care, the remedial exercise, all that stuff, a very comfortable setting so that obviously the people want to come back, but also, you know, they take something from the treatment. That is something that I truly take my pride in is making people feel comfortable as well as giving them some timbit of education about themselves so then they can grow individually as well. And uh, yeah, I think that's really cool. Uh, my favorite work memory, <laughs> that's, uh, that's a tough one also because I truly have favorite work memories every single day. Uh, I've had beautiful stories. For example, one of my favorites currently in the last few months has been uh, a gentleman that had knee surgery and it went terribly wrong <laughs> and he had tons of swelling and um, we've been working on him for about I would say a year, but very uh, aggressively for the last few months because he had to go back into surgery. And one of the things that we had to do was reduce all of the swelling and the um, fluid that was surrounding the knee and drain it out. And um, luckily, (laughs) we were able to do that successfully and we broke down the scar tissue, we increased the mobility in the knee. We didn't even want to do that, but luckily that was another success of it. And we were able to just really give him the ability to go into that surgery correctly. And 
functionally and his strength was there and everything. So, you know, that would probably be my current favorite work memory because after surgery, uh, you know, he came in last week right before Christmas and, you know, he was, he was very happy and a little choked up, (laughs) I have to admit. And, uh, it was just so touching. And, the fact that I could help someone, even just a little, you know, I and I, and by a little I mean just being able to help them go up a set of stairs, get in and out of a car, you know, fully extend the knee so, you know, he can finish his job or, or complete a full work shift without pain. Those are things that are truly favorite memories for me of my work that happen every single day. And it doesn't even have to be an athlete, which, you know, I do specialize in, but I love my general public clients because they really do keep me on my toes. There are so many new injuries, new testing, all that kind of stuff. Uh, and that, that is definitely something that I truly, truly love about my job. So, uh, actually, yeah. So that kind of goes into the next question. Cause, uh, the, the next question is what is your biggest challenge within your profession? And, I would say (laughs) trying to keep up with all the new modalities. I think it's really, really cool that you can figure out what your niche is and what works for you, but there's so many new techniques and studies out there to keep up with, and I think it's exciting because my nerd side is loving the research that you can do and find out about stuff, but sometimes it can be a lot. Um, you know, some people come in with a a worksheet full of medications that, you know, you really have to make sure that you know that, you know, this is a contraindication for this technique or, you know, studies say that, you know, when you have this type of medication, you shouldn't have them seated or, or prone or supine or whatever it is. So, you know, that is something that has been the biggest challenge within my profession, but I actually like it because it does challenge me. So it's kind of a pro and a con, I would say. Um, the most common one that I got at the beginning of me creating Lattes with Lindsay was, you know, why a podcast and why the name? And part A to this question, why the podcast is because I think it's fun. (laughs) I think it's awesome to be able to create a platform that people can listen to while walking, running, working out in their car, at home, doing the dishes, wherever you can, you know, listen to this, it's accessible. And I think that is really cool because if you're able to take a half an hour out of your time or during your time, whatever you're doing, you know, to feel inspired or learn about a new healthcare profession that you may have never even heard of or was interested in or someone referred you to it, but you're not confident enough to know what it's all about. So that was the original reason why I started this podcast, just to inspire and educate But now I find that I've used this platform for many other ways that I'm very, very excited for in the future to release and and continue with and have really good guests on that can tell their story, whether it's their profession, self-care, you know, what their journey's been like as an entrepreneur, anything like that. So it's a very open platform uh, for sure as, uh, as a podcast. And the second part of that question why the name is, I mean, if you don't know already, my name is Lindsay and, uh, lattes is probably one of my favorite drinks in the world. So, um, I didn't want to make it tea with Lindsay because I don't really like the whole drama scene. So tea always made me refer to, you know, drama and 
all that stuff. So I avoided that one. <laughs> Mind you, I do love green tea, but in, you know, different forms. <laughs> and, uh, you know, coffee with Lindsay, I'm not a huge fan of the taste of coffee. I like what it does, um, but I just don't like coffee. So by itself. So uh, lattes with Lindsay just kind of came about naturally. And I created, um, you know, my profile picture with the, the latte and my cool name and all that kind of stuff all by myself. Um, and I was super, super proud of it. So it's like my little baby now. <laughs> Um, favorite type of athlete to work with. Now with athletes, I find that every single sport has a unique athlete and those are the people that I love, whether they have an injury that doesn't make sense with the sport they play (laughs) or, you know, they switch sports. Uh, you know, those are probably my favorite types of athletes because they're, you know, that challenge. I really like to be challenged as a therapist if you haven't guest already. Um, but, uh, you know, something with athletes is I do love my hockey athletes because I can relate so much with them. I've, I've played hockey my whole life and hope to play soon again, whenever this COVID stops. (laughs) And, um, yeah, hockey has been a huge one. Rugby has been a huge one. Basketball, obviously I love because, you know, it's, uh, it's a really fun sport to watch. Um, one of the ones that I don't like is soccer. I don't have anything against people who play soccer. Woo, go you. Um, but it's just not for me. I, I just am not a huge fan of the sport. And uh, yeah, I've, I've only worked it twice, but yeah, not for me. <laughs> um, what type of treatment you don't like doing. So there's a lot of treatments I do like doing. One of the ones I have a hard time with because some I'm impatient with the fact that I want results with my treatments. So sometimes with MLD treatments, which is a manual lymph drainage technique, sometimes you don't get the results that you want immediately, uh, depending on how severe the swelling is. And I think that's something that I don't enjoy just because it's literally just a very simplistic technique that um, is a slow process, and yeah, it's just uh, it's not my favorite. <laughs> um, do you ever feel at some point you've lost your path? I love this question <laughs> because this is perfect for you know self care and and you know where you are right now in life, and uh, yeah, I I think. I wouldn't say that I've lost my path. I've always known that I wanted to be a massage therapist my whole life. I've always wanted to help people and be my own boss and give back as much as possible. So I wouldn't say I've lost my path. I wish that I added uh, another avenue to my path of athletic therapy. I wish that I you know, did that right after graduation of massage, but then... I also take that statement back because then I wouldn't have been able to do my Team Canada stuff right after I graduated or, you know, Pan Am Games because I'd be back in school. So, you know, I think as much as I feel or wish that I went into athletic therapy, I think I'm still grateful for the path that I did choose because it's led me to where I am today. And and that is just, it just keeps going up and, uh, and I love it. So, Uh, No, I don't think I lost my path. (laughs) Uh, Another great question I've had is, how do you recharge? And um, I really got into this with Ariel last episode because I think it's really important to find your way how to recharge. And mine is through water. So whether it's swimming, uh, a shower, 
drinking water, um, going to the lake and just sitting near water, anything to do with water is how I recharge. You know, even when I go to sleep, I listen to the rain, (laughs) a rain uh, app through Calm. And um, yeah, that's kind of my source. I think once you find it, it really does help you. And um, I'm sure a lot of people can relate because I find water is so calming. It's um, pure. It's authentic. It's everything that you, I feel like I I need in that moment. And uh, it just reminds me of waves and how, you know, feelings come in and feelings go out and how, you know, it can just get pushed away or washed away uh, just like you need it to be, whether you're going through something easy, hard, or, you know, emotional. So yeah, I definitely think my recharge is with any type of water. (laughs) Um, what is the most common question you get asked during a treatment? <laughs> um, this one's actually really hard for me because I think I get every question under the sun. Um, some of the most common questions are people like, how do you do this all day? Like, how do you, like, do your hands not hurt by the end of the day? Um, you know, have you ever had like a hairy person, um, you know, what, like, what made you do this job? Why, why is massage so special? And just things like that. I think those are the most common ones. Um, but yeah, that, I think the number one one is, is, uh, do your hands not cramp by the end of the day? And, uh, no, luckily I haven't had that issue yet. So knock on wood, I, uh, I've been pretty good. So, <laughs> um, this is an interesting question because I think I answered this in one of my other podcasts during the entrepreneur's uh, season, but how do you balance your lifestyle? And this is something kind of similar to self-care is the fact that, you know, balance is, is not an easy thing. And I think when you have a conversation with any therapist, um, it's a very tough topic because I think it shifts every single day. I have a business literally called needing balance and, uh, I think the irony of it is really cool because I find that, you know, every day I try and find balance, whether it's, you know, like I said, putting on my favorite TV show, cooking, learning a new recipe, um, having a list. Sometimes I find if I have a beautiful whiteboard at my house and I create this list of all the the things I want to I need to get done. And I always put like the crappy stuff at the top because if I don't do those, then I will not do them by the end of the day. So I always get those out of the way first. And then I kind of shimmy all the way down to the things that I find are super easy and very quick to do by the end of the day. So balancing my lifestyle is definitely by like a checklist. I love my agenda. I love my whiteboard. Um, those, those are probably the biggest things that help me balance my lifestyle overall. But every day is different. So I'm not, I'm not quite sure. Um, since you are, so this is the second last question. So um, since you are now a certified sports nutritionist, what is your go-to snack at the clinic right now? Uh, <laughs> I love this question because as you sure some of you know, I love snacks. And currently like my go-to snack right now is uh, rice cakes. I don't know if you guys know what those are, but they're gluten-free they're like this crunchy, perfect, <laughs> low-calorie snack at the clinic that I can just put in my drawer. And they have, like, every flavor you can think of. Like, um, 
they have everything. They have uh, salt and vinegar. They have all dressed. Um, white cheddar is like amazing. Um, popcorn flavor or buttered popcorn, I think it's called, or something like that. But yeah, those are definitely my go-to snacks. If I need like a protein boost, um, I also have like pre-measured peanuts, uh, almonds, cashews, cranberries, all that stuff like pre-measured in containers. And then I also have um, just like a little small container of peanut butter, like an almond butter, um, because I can literally just put that on my rice cakes if I need to for that extra little protein or um, that need of energy. So those are my go-tos other than like fruits and vegetables because those are literally my life as well. Like celery with peanut butter is beautiful. I don't know who invented that, but like, thank you so much because it is amazing. And, uh, yeah, so great question. Um, the last question is what's next. And this one, I think of all the questions that I've been asked today, I think this is probably my hardest because I honestly think about this question all the time. So, you know, thinking about what's next in life, I would, you know, love to continue adventuring through this beautiful life of hiking and traveling and all that kind of stuff. Um, My personal life, I would definitely love to move forward with um, buying a house. That is something that I'd love to do. I would love to get out of this condo and, and have something of my own. That would be really cool for myself and um, my significant other. Um, for my occupation, what's next? I think mainly I would love to gain more experience within the fields of sports. I know I have a lot, uh, but there's many different um, avenues that I'd love to take. I'd love to take a look at some of the smaller sports that don't get the recognition that it you know needs. What's really cool is that they just announced for the Olympics that breakdancing will officially be in the Olympics, which is kind of cool, and I'm super interested in it. So that's maybe something in the future that I'd love to look into is a sport that's a new challenge, something I haven't done yet. Um, obviously, because of COVID, I won't be able to do it, but I will be doing my research to see you know what's out there that I've been missing and I need in my life. So <laughs> that's definitely what's next is just trying to get a new course under my belt or continue learning with my sports nutrition and, you know, just giving you guys more, more content. I think that's kind of exciting too, is what's next with my podcast and my personal business is to continue the growth factor, you know, build more clientele, you know, mentor or, you know, inspire others to push to their goals and their challenges in their life and accept them and move forward. I think that's really exciting too. So, I hope all of this stuff was super informative for you. Uh, I'm so glad that I was finally able to answer some of the questions that I continually get asked and I was able to give it to you on this podcast. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to this, this episode of Lattes with Lindsay because sometimes being vulnerable is good, <laughs> even for yourself. I think you know, on this Tuesday, I really wanted to just inspire myself as well and, you know, say, darn it, I'm going to do this today because <laughs> it's so easy to say, oh, I'll do it another day or I'll push it to the next week or whichever. But today, no excuses. And I did this one for you guys. Thank you. Enjoy the sunny day. Please follow us on needing.balance. It is uh, Instagram. I also have this podcast on all platforms. So SoundCloud, Apple, um, 
uh, Stitcher, YouTube, Podbeam, Facebook. (laughs) So please don't hesitate to subscribe uh, as well as share it to all your friends that are interested or needing that little push with self-love and self-care. So thank you guys so much. Once again, my name is Lindsay and this is Lattes with Lindsay. Have a wonderful day.